Hello folks, this is Brad Foreman with Peaks Podcast. It is now mid-December and I find myself down in Florida training. This is season 5 and a special episode 61. I first want to start out by saying thank you for listening to peakspodcast.rocks. You can find it on any of the popular podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, what we're going to do with this season five, it's yet again another transitional year. If you're familiar with my podcast, our goal is to educate uh, people on the challenges of big mountain climbing and to encourage them to get out in any shape, manner, or form and exercise and explore this beautiful planet. This podcast is going to wrap up 2021, and uh, all I can say is 2021 was one crazy year. You know, pandemic, we attempted Everest in spring, and if you haven't listened to my previous uh, episodes, you might want to catch season four, because it was an interesting expedition to say the least. Well, since returning in uh, late April, I have been doing a ton of research, which I'm going to get into in this podcast. We have a lot of different things we're going to cover, but uh, let's just talk about 2021. You know, the Chinese calendar has a cycle of 12 years. So every 12 years, you have a lucky year. I was born in the year of the ox, Thus, 2021 is the year of the ox, so it's supposed to be an extremely lucky year. And I think that might be one of the reasons I made it safely home. We not only had epic pandemic in the Everest uh, expedition, but uh, there were all kinds of challenges, logistically, uh, inoculations, misinformation, But I've been able to study a lot of the different factors in interviewing my teammates, uh, interviewing other people that were up there on the mountain. And I was able to uh, pin down a couple important factors. The experience I had with a low pulse ox I pretty much feel very, very confident it was HAPE. And that's, uh, you know, basically very deadly pulmonary edema. I've talked to and interviewed many people that have experienced this with their families or with other climbers. And basically, I've determined that uh, that probably was the accurate diagnosis and leaving the mountain was a life-saving, possibly a life-saving event. Um, Whether I could have returned to climb uh, will not be ever known. But I think it's safe to say we took the right course on the evacuation from 23,000 feet It could have gone bad quick. Uh, What I'm being told, 
my symptoms were just in the very, very first stages. So by catching it early on, we avoided, uh, you know, a lot of problems. And, you know, could have put my whole team in jeopardy, really. So what do we know about HAPE? Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a very... Uh, there's a lot of variables. There's misinformation. There's good information. When you have HAPE, you are slightly more prone to possibly getting HAPE again. I've been told. So this is one of the factors that I need to pin down and I'm going to keep researching. But to answer a big question that uh, I've been asked uh, hundreds of times since I've been back, what do you think about uh, 2022 ascent? Well, knowing that I'm possibly more prone to getting hape again, knowing that COVID will probably be a factor on the mountain in 2022, I am at this point going to um, pass. Uh, this is a very, very difficult decision. You know, at my ripe old age of 60, you know, I got a couple good four years window here before it becomes, you know, statistically more dangerous to be on that mountain. So we are going to watch this carefully. I'm going to take a pass on 2022 and uh, just see how this plays out. Uh, I do not want to be on Everest with that COVID threat in any shape, manner, or form. I think respiratory uh, infection on a big mountain is certainly nothing to uh, mess around with, and uh, I'm not going to. So I wish, uh, you know, I actually have several teammates that are already booking up and going, and I wish them the best of luck. I'm going to follow them closely. We'll follow them on Peaks Podcast for sure. Uh, I talk to some of them uh, quite frequently. We'll see if the north route, uh, route opens up. Um, that's going to be a big variable, whether the Chinese are going to lock it down like last year or if they will uh, open it up. So these are, these are all things that uh, we're going to keep in mind. Today, uh, we're going to also have a special guest, uh, somebody near and dear to me. And we'll be talking about this uh, in a little bit. I wanted to introduce season five, uh, which is going to be hopefully Karsten's. Uh, if Karsten's opens up, I've been training, and uh, Karsten's is the highest peak in Papua New Guinea. In the uh, that region, it is. Uh, one of the seven summits. Of course, the pandemic has shut it down for the most part and also tribal warfare. If you followed my previous podcast, there has been uh, 
well, a couple attempts on my part to organize this uh, expedition with a, a clear no-fly zone because of tribal warfare. Um, Indonesia's opening up slowly. You know, I have a great buddy, a childhood buddy who owns a yacht uh, uh, business over there, and he has uh, been telling me that they are slowly opening. But Papua New Guinea is not. So we'll keep you closely posted because uh, we would love to see season five get that sixth peak in the bag safely. You know, the, the return to the States is why I consider myself so lucky. There were so many different uh, results, different uh, scenarios that could have occurred. So I'm going to chalk 2021 up to being the one of my luckiest years of my life. I really appreciate everybody's support. Uh, I was recently at uh, on the West Coast, and it was so fun talking with all these younger athletes and uh, so many questions about climbing. So I hope that they can get. Uh, a couple of my podcasts under their belt to get a feel for things. Of course, we're still climbing for uh, the Foreman 7 uh, Summit podcast where we're raising, or not podcast, a website where we're raising money for uh, youth that are in risk, um, a cause near and dear to my heart. Thank you for the thousands and thousands of dollars that have poured in to support this. Before I introduce my next guest, I'm going to pause this and we will be back with my daughter, Nicole Foreman. Have a great day and we'll be back in just moments. And thank you for listening to Peaks Podcast. This is Brad Foreman with Peaks Podcast. We're doing our second half of season five, episode 61. And yes, as promised, we have a special guest. Remember that Peaks Podcast, you can find on any of the uh, your most popular podcast platforms, uh, including Apple, Spotify, etc., and remember, if you want to be uh, clued in on our fundraiser, www.foreman7project.org, we've raised over $8,000 for kids at risk. But enough of that. Let's get on to our special guest. Today, we have Nicole Foreman Osuch, my daughter, Nikki. A brief background. Nikki attended Boulder for her undergraduate degree where she uh, climbed a lot of 14ers and did a lot of hiking. And just recently, she got her MBA from Santa Clara, and uh, we're real proud of that. She is also a mid-level manager at a strong Bay-based high-tech company, and uh, she's possibly can tell us a little bit about some of that when uh, she gets a chance to speak. Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your 
early hiking experience with your father. Hello, everyone. Hi, Dad. Thanks for having me on the pod. Um, forgive me if there's any background noise. I am actually just finishing up a quick 18 uh, holes of golf here. So I'm um, very excited to be on the pod. Um, my early hiking experiences. I mean, I'm not really sure where to start because I'm pretty sure I was in a backpack hiking up some mountain at the age of two. Um, yeah. I think you're <laughs> uh, right. But how about Galapagos? We did a lot of hiking there. Yeah. I mean, probably one of my favorite trips to date. Um, I think it's where I fell in love with not just hiking, but the aquatic life. Um, funny story, actually, for the first half of the trip, I refused to get it. It was too big, too vast. I didn't know what was in it. Um, and then, you know, finally one day I decided to try it and ended up loving it and was so upset for the rest of the trip because I wasted half the trip not getting in the water. Um, but no, the Galapagos is beautiful. And then after that, you graduated to, uh, how about that cable route on El Capitan, the backside at Yosemite? Wasn't that kind of interesting? Gosh, yes. That was definitely one of the cooler done. Um, we were with a lot of, um, which made it a special experience. And um, yeah, basically when you, when you hike Half Dome, the final uh, portion of it to the summit um, is almost vertical. So you're holding on to these cables on both sides of you to, you know, for security so that you don't fall off the mountain. Um, it's really quite something. That's right. It was half dome. Yeah. I stand corrected yes. on that. That was, was that your first time hiking with my Colorado group of 30 years? No, no, we've done several hikes in Colorado, but I think this one was really the first big you know, hike for me. Yeah, that was crazy. And then remember one of my favorites was in the south of France and northern Spain when we did the uh, the Pyrenees trek through the mountains. Remember that? Yes. yes. Um, well, this was a funny one because I had just graduated high school and I remember you saying, let's, you know, let's go, let's go over to Europe and let's hike the Pyrenees. And I had no idea what they were, but you said, how about this? Why don't you go a week early and do some exploring on your own? And I think it was <laughs> probably 15 or 16 at the time. Um, so I went to Spain for a week before our climb. I'm pretty sure I had a hundred dollars to my name. Um, and so that was a fun experience in and of itself. Um, and then he, I think it was just, I mean, first of all, it's beautiful. Second of all, each day thing across the, um, between Northern Spain and Southern France. So if you can imagine, you know, what the terrain looks like in one country versus another, it was. If my memory serves me correct, wasn't it, uh, kind of uh, odd, wasn't it the 500-year flood in the south of France, and we almost got flooded out? Was that correct, or was that a different trip? 
No, no, it was, it was the, yeah, I think it was the 500 or 100 year flood. Um, but yeah, either way, every morning of the climb or the hike, we, uh, we woke up and it was just downpouring and it would be this sort of funny debate for probably 30, 30 minutes while everyone was, you know, drinking their coffee and having breakfast, who was going to make it out on the hike that day. And it would start out that you yeah. know, no one, no one was going and, and then, you know, lo and behold, it would come time to put your hiking boots on and everyone would be out there um, ready to go. I, I remember like the trails became small rivers as the water rushed from the high peaks down through. That was yes. crazy. I got totally soaked. But it, yes. did, you know, it just goes to show you can have some really adverse conditions in the mountains, but you know, we had so much fun you know, facing that and uh, enduring it, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Yes, definitely. No, I remember that that was the first time I believe that I I ever was served a uh, Branzino. (laughs) I came on the platter with the eye. (laughs) What is a Branzino? What was what is a Branzino for the audience? Yes, um, I mean I'm not I'm not a hundred type of fishes, but I think it's the way um, that it's prepared, which is basically like grilled with um, typically lemon and oh yeah yeah maybe some other spices and and it's served typically whole, so you're basically looking at a fish on your plate, but it's actually you know a delicacy and I think it's like some sort of bass, maybe European, something like that. Right, right. Well, we had some great cuisine on that trip. I remember, oh, I just loved it. And so basically throughout your whole life, we've kind of had a, uh, an exercise ethic. And that's one of the things at Peaks Podcast we try to encourage is uh, for the listening audience to get out and experience nature. You know, we were doing, I remember one time we uh, had to a snow cave on one of our hikes that we had to hang out in because of the adverse conditions. And uh, I think, you know, you carried that ethic of exercise on throughout your whole life. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a couple different types of, you know, health that you can think about. And I'm going through this process as I'm thinking about my 2022 goals and resolutions, if you will, but there's mental health and then there's physical health. And there's so many things that, you know, should be considered in both of those, but from a, from a physical health standpoint, definitely. Um, I try to move my body in some way every single day. So even if it's just, you know, short walk around the neighborhood or a stretch, um, you know, moving my body in some sort of way is, is, is a goal of mine on a daily basis. Well, I, I know that the viewing or the listening audience can't see you, but I know there's less than 5% body fat on you. So you're doing a good <laughs> job with that movement. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, you know, of course, what you put in your body is super, super important. You know, I think it's almost probably half of it. I actually, you know, exercise and do the physical portion um, as a part of my mental health. So, you know, get outside in some sort of way every single day. Like I just find that I'm 
more stressed or have more anxiety. So I try and do that for my mental health. And then um, for my physical health, honestly, a lot of it comes from what you eat. So every morning I try and start my day with a green juice or fresh fruit or green sort um, just to kickstart my body on something that's really healthy and, and, you know, some good fuel for the day. That's a, that's a great point. A balanced diet along with exercise are critical to uh, good health and a strong mental, positive mental position. Do you think, uh, moving forward a little bit, uh, do you think you're going to want to do some more climbs? Anything, you know, on your bucket list that you might want to do with your old man? <laughs> um, bucket list climbs. I mean, I, I would say definitely want to do more of them. Um, I know, you know, one of your goals has been the seven summits, obviously, which is discussed on this podcast. Uh, I would say I'm a little bit more of a leisurely hiker climber. And, you know, anytime I can get outdoors when we're together in you know, Florida or Colorado, like that's what's important to me. Um, but I'll have to put some thought into some bucket list climbs that I want to do. Well, I'll let you get back to me on that because uh, I expect that we're going to have uh, a couple decades left to do that. <laughs> um, and the, on the beginning of this podcast, we had a big reveal that uh, after weighing out uh, all the 2022 uh, Everest options that I am not going to proceed with an effort, a second attempt on Everest this coming year. And uh, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's probably very few people on the podcast who have parents who have attempted or, or you know, summited Everest. But um, there's a lot that goes into it from the, like the family's point of view. And I think, you know, ultimately everyone's just looking for you to be able to do what you want to do in a safe way. And um, so I think the, the whole time we were just kind of thinking about like, you know, making sure that you were safe. And fortunately we were able to connect on a, um, you know, weekly basis, at least while you were up there. So we were able to check in and kind of understand how you were doing, but, um, that's, that's crazy news that you're not planning to do it again. Um, I would say I'm probably happy that that is what you landed on um, and look forward to hearing the beginning of the pod to understand, you know, what all went into that decision. Well, let, let me be clear about one thing. I'm not going to make a second attempt in the year 2022. Now, when things clear up, Katie bar the doors, we're going to take a look at it again. I see. Okay. Well, We'll cross that bridge when it gets here. <laughs> exactly. So let's look down the road. I know, uh, you know, we've had your uh, husband, Austin, uh, as a guest uh, on the podcast. And I know you have uh, aspirations to have a family. Do you think that you'll introduce him to the outdoors in a similar fashion as you were introduced? Yes, I would say we definitely, I mean, I think Austin and I are both very, Austin's my husband, for those listening and who don't know, but um, I think we're both really outdoorsy people, and it's definitely a pillar of our lives to spend time outside, so we will definitely um, incorporate that into our children, our future children's lives. Um, 
obviously Austin's a big surfer. And so that'll probably be something that we do. I love skiing. So, you know, that's, that's something that we'll make sure that they get introduced to at a young age. Awesome. I can't wait to be a part of that. That'll be super fun. So uh, as we wrap things up, Nicole, any uh, words of encouragement to the listening audience uh, as far as uh, going forward and some healthy habits? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone is so different. And so you have to find a, a, you know, a lifestyle that that fits your needs and, you know, what makes you feel good and what makes you happy. And for some people, you know, like my brother that is uh, skinning up a mountain at 5 a.m. And, you know, I think that is awesome. And I love, you know, that he's so ambitious for other people like my husband that is, you know, surfing in 32 degree cold water in the middle of California. And for him, I think that's, that's beautiful. And, you know, for me, like I shared some of the things that I enjoy doing. And I think the biggest thing is just not to compare yourself to others, but find what works really well for you and what makes you feel good from the inside out. So I will leave all of the listeners with that little tidbit. Well, that's a great way to uh, wrap things up. I want to, uh, say congratulations to you for your all your accomplishments in 2021 as a father i'm very proud of uh, everything you've done um thank you for joining us on this podcast i've been wanting to do this for some time and so it, it's uh, it was very important thank you nicole and listeners please remember uh Tell your friends, make comments on our podcast. We'd love every positive feedback that you can give us. And let's rock this 2022 that's coming up right around the corner, actually tomorrow. Have a great day. This is Peaks Podcast signing off. Bye-bye. Thank you for thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Nicole. Bye.